Welcome back to the Suresh Podcast. In the last episode, we heard of the engagement of Guru Hargobind's eldest child, Baba Gurdetta. We heard about the celebrations and how that took place around Diwali time. Now, chapter 56 begins, continuing on describing how the Diwali festival was celebrated, there coinciding with the engagement of Baba Gurdetta. The entire family had such a blast, they were all so happy. Some time passed after this, and Mata Ganga then came and sat down with her son Guru Hargobind, the grantor of liberation, and she said to him, "Oh son, we should now look for an appropriate household for your daughter's engagement. This task is also important and worth doing now. So, let's send some representatives out in order to search. They should come back and convey to us the good households. They should take with them all the supplies they need and giving it to the household and then coming back quickly." Guru Hargobind then replied saying don't worry this will all quickly be taken care of exactly how and where the creator the divine wishes it to be this will happen quite easily you had this desire arise now it will be fulfilled so hearing this mata ganga then went back to her residence guru hargobind then went to lay down on his bed for the night at that moment mata damodari guru hargobind's first and eldest wife came in with her son baba gurudatta They came to serve the guru. The modri clasped her hands together and said, "Guru Hargobind, you should also look for a nice place for your daughter. Please find a spot for my dear daughter Biro, where she would go and experience happiness, so that we can see her and be happy for her." Guru Hargobind replied, saying, "Don't worry. Where her union has been made, she will go and live there in peace. It's not proper to worry about it." We all know that one's past karma is greatest and determines all. Listening to this, Mata Damodari was really happy and she got up. She said, "Your words that our daughter will be happy, this blessing will surely be fruitful." So Guru Hargobind then went to sleep peacefully, spending the night before waking up and then bathing with clean water. When the day broke, a court session commenced. The congregation came to bow down to the guru. Some of the congregation was standing, some were sitting down with great love for the guru. Meanwhile, Guru Hargobind was looking around all at the congregation. Some six were coming into the darbar, some were sitting down, others leaving. And Guru Hargobind saw amongst the crowd a six standing there with a young child holding his hand. He looked really poor. His clothes were all dirty and ripped. When the father and son got close to Guru Hargobind, they bowed down. Then Guru Hargobind spoke out to them. He said, "Who are you? Where are you from? What's your village and what's your caste? For what reason have you come here?" The father who heard this, he immediately fell back. He felt nervous. He was anxious. He just clasped his hands together and spoke to the guru in the congregation, saying, "I've been living in the village Malla for some time. Our wealth has departed, and this is the state that we are in. Our caste is Khatri." and our clan is Kosla my name is Tarma my kid he's 7 years old and i've given him the name Sadu guru hargobin heard this and then called him close and had them both sit next to him guru hargobin then called out saying bring a dry date and called the brahmans everyone in the court was kind of blown away they were like what is the guru thinking When the Brahman came, Guru Hargobind said to him, "Place the dried fruit in the mouth of the kid." Tarama heard this 
He clasped his hands together and said, Guru Hargobind, you are the great guru of the entire world. You can do whatever you wish in the world. No one is equal to you. And me, I'm poor. I have no ability, no strength. I have no wealth. I even have dirty clothes. How can my son be engaged to your daughter? It's like equating a drop of water with the ocean or like an ant to an elephant. Even listening to this proposal, I'm ashamed. You are worthy of worship, but this is highly inappropriate. Guru Hargobind replied saying, Don't worry, the Creator themselves have created this union. Your son is immensely fortunate. He's a great devotee who deeply loves the Divine. He will not have any fault associated with him. So please, put all your doubts to rest. So in saying this, all the other ceremonies were commenced, like the dried dates, etc. These were all completed. Guru Hargobind himself sat there and performed them. Everyone was just on looking at this time in awe how the Guru made a union, a relationship with such a poor Sikh. When the court session was over, Guru Hargobind got up and went back to his residence. But the story of this spread through the city. How such a poor Khatri had his son engaged with the daughter of Guru Hargobind. And when Mata the Modri, the mother of Bibi Vira, when she heard about this, she immediately came in front of Guru Hargobind and started sounding off countless objections to this. She said, have you not thought about this properly? You're giving our daughter to the family of someone poor? You didn't even look around at other households where we could have found a wealthy and prominent person? What will people say when they come to the wedding now? Guru Hargobind heard this and comforted Mata Damodri saying, Understand that this family is more fortunate than anyone. And day by day, you'll come to see this, that there's no equivalent to them. The Modri, she just heard this and became quiet. She immediately then went to Mata Ganga. Mata Ganga Ji, though, she had faith in the words of her son. She didn't speak out any objections about it. She said, Guru Hargobind is all-knowing and very wise. I understand my son to have all the powers in the world. Whatever he does is correct. Whatever has happened now has happened and you cannot change that. So Mata Ganga said this understanding that Guru Hargobind had done such a great thing and started the celebrations for her granddaughter's engagement. Meanwhile, Guru Hargobind woke up the next day early before sunrise and mounted up on his horse to ride out into the forest. Guru Hargobind's warriors as well mounted up and took off on horseback alongside the Guru, roaming all around the forest hunting. They sent off their hawks against the birds. They had cheetahs as well, and they sent those running against deer. And with their large hunting dogs, they sent those after wild boar, which encircled them, allowing for the warriors then to kill the wild boar. And in the air, all the different types of hawks and birds of prey were let loose, bringing down with them birds that they had hunted. Guru Hargobind's play in the forest was like that of a sage and a king, both. And roaming around in the forest, they had such a blast. Guru Hargobind returned to the city in Amritsar with such happiness in his heart and then would test how proficient his warriors were in the science of warfare, a Yodhavidya. In hunting, the warriors would shoot their matchlock rifles. Some other warriors would kill the animals with their sword, spear, or by shooting very quickly their arrows at them. They were all showing their skills with their weapons. Bandai Khan was a formidable warrior. Such a treasure trove of strength he was. He would practice the science of warfare extensively. And many days passed in this manner of Guru Hargobind, the savior of sinners, 
going out hunting. And then it came time for Mata Nanaki to give birth. The midwives were called and people were lighting up the house with lamps. The servants of the house were running around taking care of everything. At that time, a son was born to Mata Nanaki. Everybody was so happy. Mata Gangaji, she rang off even more celebrations now. She was so happy that her family was growing. When it was morning time, small drums were being played outside of the residence of the Guru, letting everybody know of the celebrations and the birth of a child. The unfortunate, the poor people, they came and Mata Ganga herself was there giving out countless amounts of money to charity to mark the birth of a child in the family. Men and women of the city were coming to give their congratulations to the family. They were bringing with them an offering of these bushels of very green switchgrass. Now this is an old tradition that people used to do when giving their celebrations, congratulations to a family about a birth. They would bring with them this very green, rare type of grass, which represented their desire that the family also remains green, meaning healthy and flourishing and vibrant. So the people were bringing this and Mata Ganga was organizing all the celebrations in the city. And with the blessings and opinion of Baba Buddhaji, Guru Hargobind named the son Atalarai. Guru Hargobind said he will forever remain in absorption of the divine. After contemplating this in my heart, that's why I've named him this. So this is a little play on words here as well, as the word used was Samadhi, also meaning an establishment, which is what we see today, the Baba Atal Gurdwara in Amritsar. So the Guru's house gave out countless amounts of money to the unfortunate to celebrate the birth of a child, and everybody was singing the praises of the Guru's house, saying, the grandson of Guru Ramdas is the support of all worldly affairs and spiritual affairs, holding everybody up. In the world, the Guru fulfills everybody's desires and also removes the root of ignorance, avidya, which is so difficult to remove and which causes so much pain. Guru Hargobind is also benevolent and a great warrior, granting such a high status to his Sikhs. Day by day, the Guru gives out more. What is even the king of heaven, Indra, beside Guru Hargobind? Guru Hargobind, by taking their name, one escapes the messengers of death by receiving their darshan, divine sight, countless sins are removed. Guru Hargobin is acting in the world like a renunciate king, the Raja Jogi, forever remaining in that, just that one flavor of the divine. In this way, Guru Hargobin's family expanded, having one daughter and four sons. The new son, Atalurai, he looks so beautiful, making the house feel full for the Guru's family. Mata Ganga would play with her grandchildren, dressing them up in fine clothes and jewelry. With her own hands, she would feed them, raising them up with such love. Looking around at the expansion of the Guru's lineage and family, she was so happy. There were other countless helpers as well who would follow the kids, whether they were going outside or inside. And in this way, there was such bliss in the Guru's house. Day by day, this happiness was just expanding. And that's how chapter 56 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear about Mata Kaula and her desire to also have a kid from Guru Hargobin. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>